Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and live from the fabulous Tempe Center for the Arts. It's another in the series of the Tempe Comedy Concert Series. Tonight, we feature the extremely funny Keith Ellis, along with special guests Brian Kahatsu, Kevin Brown, John Gregory, and Lenny Lizard. It's going to be a great show. The show will kick off around 7.40 p.m. Uh, until then, uh, enjoy... Um, some of my favorite music, Howlin' Wolf and Friends. And we will be back with you live at 7.40. You're listening to ComedySchoolsRadio.com. Festivities. We also like reminding you that next week, ladies and gentlemen, from America's Got Talent and A&E and Showtime and MTV, it's Bob Kubota. Tickets for that show are now available online. And now, 
If you would please, ladies and gentlemen, a warm welcome for your host and MC, the classiest man in show business, Lenny Lizard. All right, thank you, thank you very much, everybody. Real quick, why don't we all move up? Come on, you're sitting too far back. Let's take some of these seats up here and fill them up, folks. Move up to first class, as they say. All the airlines do this now, don't they? Don't even charge you extra, do they? All right. We do have a great show for you tonight, folks. Jonathan Gregory is here, Brian Kuhatsu, and of course, Mr. Keith Ellis is gonna be your headliner. Keeps cutting out. And I'm your host, as you heard, Lenny Lizard. Now, some of you are talking, I can see your heads bobbing. Oh yeah, Lenny Lizard, I've seen you perform before. Just don't really remember your act. Don't worry, it hasn't changed. And the other half of you are going, how do you get a last name like Lizard? It is a little odd, so I went on Ancestry.com to check it out. And I come to find out that uh, I'm of an Italian origin. I come from a little city in Italia. So I'm from Italy, and a long, long time ago, I had a great, 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 great grandpapa decided to come to America for a new and a freer life. So he puts a whole family on a bigger boat, and he goes across the ocean, you know, to America. And he gets to Ellis Island. And he stands there for hours with his paperwork in his hand. Hours he stands there trying to get up to the window to give his paperwork over. It kind of be like a, a vote in a primary here in Arizona, if you know what I mean, okay? Maybe that's a little bit too early, I'm sorry. But he gets up to the window, hands the paperwork over. The custom agent says, uh, excuse me, sir, could you please pronounce your name for me? And my papa stands there and goes, uh, Luigi Elizada. And the custom agent says, uh, no, a uh, no. And he scratches out, he writes it down. He stamps on my papa's paperwork, hands it back and says, welcome to America. Your new name, Louis Lizard. <laughs> and he goes, there's a two of Z's in Lizard. Because we got a bunch of new reptiles coming in and we don't want to get you confused with them. <laughs> now I'm going to stop talking like this because I'm going to talk about my family now. Now I'm the youngest lizard in my family. My mom and dad are Larry and Lorenda Lizard. I have a sister Lisa, brother Lou, and I'm baby Lenny. So being the youngest, everything I've ever gotten in my life, pretty much a used hand-me-down type of situation. You ever gotten a used present on your birthday? Anybody? Not re-gifted, used. Okay, my birthday's the 27th of December. So on the 26th, my family would go out. They're having all the big sales on all the stuff no one wanted to buy at Christmas. But they didn't buy anything on sale. They went to the return in the exchange window and waited there for something to come back. I can't tell you, I'd get gifts that were broken. Dad, it's broken. Well, you can fix it. You're a boy. Well, no, I can't. I'm not, I'm not mechanically inclined. Or they'd be chewed on pieces, pieces missing. Man asked for a thousand piece puzzle once. You know, the Saturn rocket. Opened it up, and there was a half eaten sugar cookie in it. Well, I put the puzzle together, and when I got done with the 895 pieces, I ate the sugar cookie. And I got to tell you, that was probably the best gift I've gotten in a long time for my birthday. One year my dad says, I'm gonna buy you a bike. I'm eight years old, I'm getting a bike for my birthday, right on. I'm looking at the swim bikes, you know, they look like motorcycles, got the sickle bars on them. I'm looking, this is gonna be great. My dad goes, over here, I got your bike. He's bought this uh, 
Looks like a tank. The thing is huge. Got balloon tires on it. It's a burnt red color. It's got fenders. They're all dinged up and nicked up. I could barely fit on it. It's so big. He paid $5 for it. And looks at me and says, it's the only form of transportation I'm going to buy you the rest of your life. I'm eight years old. I mean, it still devastates me today. Like when I come to a place like this, I can't find a good place to park it and lock it up because it's out of my sight now. I mean, if it's the only thing he's going to buy me, I'm going to keep it for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? Figured it would go up in value, right? I had it appraised. It's worth five bucks still. Thanks, Dad. Appreciate that. Hand-me-downs? Oh, I'd get my sister's hand-me-downs. Her capri pants became shorts for me. And, and a hand-me-down is a used item. They don't work all the time. My brother got a watch for Christmas one time. Beautiful timepiece. Well, I got his old timepiece as my Christmas present, of course. Well, I'm out playing down Sunday afternoon in the sun. Beautiful day out with my friends at the creek. Having a great time. Head home, get in the house. My dad starts screaming and yelling at me. Where have you been? It's almost 5.30. We go to church at 5.30. You're dirty. You're a mess. Explain yourself. I'm like, I'm sorry. I was down at the creek with the guys playing. I lost track of time, I don't have a watch. My dad goes, what do you mean you don't have a watch? We gave your brother a new watch for Christmas. What'd you do with his timepiece? Come here, Dad. See that in the backyard? It's a sundial, that's what he gave me, a granite sundial. That's not very portable. Could you see this as a kid? Why, you need to know what time it is? 2.33.41, we got about an hour and a half. Yeah, I'll catch up. A sundial, that's not good. All right, enough of me, folks. We got some rules and regulations we got to go over before we start the show. Now, if you have a cell phone, an iPhone, something that makes noise, please turn it down. Please turn it off, because we don't want to have any noise. And once it's off, and you want to start talking, please don't. What we'd like up here is a little less conversation in the audience. See a little song about it, folks. You ready? Here we go. One, two, three, four. Now, I didn't forget the words. That's a fake entrance. I'm sorry. I just like to do that. It does start now, though. A little less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more fight, a little less bark. A little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and open up your heart, baby. Satisfy me. Satisfy me, baby. Oh, yeah. You're going to have a satisfied tonight, folks. we got a great show for you. Let's take a little trip. What do you say? Baby, close your eyes and listen to the music, drip through the summer breeze. It's a groovy night, I can show you how to use it. Come along with me and put your mind at ease. A little less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more fight, a little less spark. A little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and open up your heart, baby. Satisfy me. Satisfy me, baby. Come on, baby, I'm tired of talking. Grab your coat and let's stop walking. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Go for President 
gonna take you like girl that's getting played dead and I'll sit with her. A little less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more fight, a little less spark, a little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and open up your heart, baby. Satisfy me. Satisfy me, baby. Oh, yeah, I'm satisfied. The girls are satisfied. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do a little dancing because i got to get my blood pumped for this show, all right? Granny Cody, let's start walking. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Don't procrastinate, don't articulate. Girl, let's get licked. Get an upset way to rest. Little less conversation, little more action, please. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. Little more fight, a little less fight. A little less spot, a little more spot. Close your mouth and open up your heart, baby. Satisfy me. Satisfy me, baby. Well, I'm satisfied. A little hot too, happy answer. You know what? It's about time we get this show started. Are you ready? Come on! Thank you. Thank you very much. Now we're going to bring some comedy to your life. Our first comedian is going to do a little guest spot. Just showed up tonight. Thought we'd give him a little time on stage. Put your hands together. Give it up for Kevin Brown. You just go to my neighborhood, and there's all these old people going around and around in a circle and left turns. Looks like Sun City NASCAR. <laughs> but I like the roundabout. It's pretty nice. They let us put a statue in the middle of it. We had to pick. They said it had to be something that was germane to our neighborhood. So now we have a statue of a homeless person pushing a grocery cart full of beer cans. <laughs> Welcome to the neighborhood. So we have a lot of feral cats in our neighborhood. and. We started doing trap, neuter, and release. Except at my house, it's trap, neuter, release, send them to school, take them to the vet, feed them for life. You know, trap, neuter, and release. I was hoping we'd never see them again, but they're everywhere now. But, so we recently got a new dog. It's a therapy dog. And I feel pretty stupid sitting in the backyard going, you know, it all started with my mother. <laughs> Plus, all he ever tells me is, you should just lay around in the backyard and in the sun all day. And I said, well, I already do that. <laughs> so, and usually, uh, you know what they say, 65 is the new 45. In the morning, 65 is the new 82. And if I haven't <laughs> had my coffee yet, it's the new 92. I could use a, lose a body part up here. So, I'm old, so I usually forget my jokes about now, so I won't cheat. Campbell's uh, 
Campbell Soup recently had to uh, recall 355,000 cans of SpaghettiOs because of possible contamination by pieces of plastic. And I just want to say congratulations, Campbell's, for being able to tell SpaghettiOs for plastic, <laughs> because I never have. And, uh, this newest uh, thing is, you know, Americans getting, getting bigger, Americans are getting bigger, and the newest thing is food trucks. They bring the food to you. I want to start a weight loss food truck. It's kind of like that game you used to play when you were a teenager. You'd reach for the door handle of one of your buddy's cars and they'd pull away. Well, my food truck concept is you go up and you pay for your food and then we pull away and they go running after you. <laughs> then just when they get there, we pull away again about another block. They come running down and we keep doing that. And once you've burned up enough calories to make up for your meal, we stop and give you your food. Prank truck, food truck. <laughs> Watch for us on the Food Network. I also, I go shopping at the Mekong Plaza. It's like going to Asia for two hours. Two hours because that's how long it takes me to find anything in that store. Uh, not because it's Asian, it's because I'm blind. And, but after I go shopping there, I always stop at this Vietnamese restaurant to get soup. You know, it's kind of ironic. 50 years ago or so, they were taking shots at me. Now they're selling me soup. I think they're trying to kill me either way. So this 50-year-old uh, grandfather left his 5-year-old granddaughter under a tree with a loaded cock 45 caliber pistol while he went for, to the nearest bar for a beer and a, and a hamburger. And I've just got to tell you that everybody knows the most a five-year-old can handle is a 22. <laughs> so, hmm, yeah, I just ran out of clean jokes. <laughs> Let me think of something else to say. Lenny, come up here and save me. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. <laughs> Thank you, Lenny. Kevin Brown, give it up for Kevin Brown. I guess he was done. We're just going to keep this rolling, folks. I bring up your next comedian. He's a funny guy. He's been here a lot. That's because he's funny. Wouldn't have him here if he wasn't. Give it up for Jonathan Gregory.
Church of Greece. And people were electrocuting their yogurt to stimulate the bacteria. It was quite the culture shock. I lost 10 pounds eating nothing but fast food because those rabbits were hard to catch. But I'll tell you one thing I'm never eating again. Tamales. I can never chew through the husk. But he answered me this. Why is everyone trying to send me home with a bag of grapefruit from their house? I don't understand why I have to bring the grapefruit home to my house when they have a perfectly good garbage can at their house. You big grapefruit fan, my man? You don't have to be so bitter and sour. I tied a rope around a pig. Then I pulled my hamstring. That's what I call pulled pork. Did you groan on that, really? I got a pig sympathizer on this side, everyone. I gotta admit, I ate two pounds of bacon before I came here tonight. Rest in peace, senor pig. But he was good. I went fishing out in Tempe Town Lake. I caught a five and a half foot homeless man. He was good. They say time heals all wounds. That's not true. And now I got blood all over my spice rack. <laughs> Wait for it. Simple seasoning joke! I competed in a hot dog eating contest at Safeway. I won, but I was arrested for shoplifting. And I'm so embarrassed with how little money's in my checking account. So the last time I went to the bank, I wore a mask. Turns out I have a lot more money than I thought. They were handing me bags of money. Recently, I looked up all those girls from high school that used to think they were better than me and found out they were right. <laughs> you know, in high school I was voted most likely to be found dead dressed as a woman inside an alligator. Pretty proud of that one. I used to date an astronomer. 
but she said she needed more space. <laughs> I tried online dating. I put up a profile, but I think I look a lot better from the front. <laughs> what do you think, my dear? She's like, neither way. <laughs> Doesn't matter because I started seeing a girl. I drilled a hole through the floor of my apartment. <laughs> I caught her looking back through the hole at me. So I stopped seeing her. What a weirdo. <laughs> I'll tell you, ladies, chivalry is dead. Just the other day, I was holding the door for a girl, and she started freaking out, crying. Maybe because I was holding the door shut. <laughs> and she was inside of her car. But I finally realized that when you write the words wash me into a dirty car, you're actually washing part of that car with your finger. So now I use a key. <laughs> and I write too late. Get it too late. They didn't wash their car. I washed it with my key. But I came home the other night, and there was a car parked in my spot. So I slashed the tires. Now it's stuck in my spot. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I bought a pie for $3. After tax, it was 3.14. 459. 856. The joke goes on and on! Some of you people didn't understand that joke. That's because you're stupid. <laughs> but I like to go to the grocery store, fill up two big grocery carts full of groceries. And when they ask me, do you need help out to your car, sir? I'm like, yes. As soon as we get to the end of the parking lot, I go, we got six more miles to go. <laughs> My car's at home with sliced tires. And someone keyed too late in it. I got a part-time job at Walmart. I worked there as a reverse greeter. I walk up to someone shopping there and I'm like, get out! Get back in your trailer! 
I shot big target, you cheapo! <laughs> Guys need a babysitter? <laughs>
No birthday. Did anybody have a birthday this week? How about April or March? <laughs> Does anybody have a birthday this year? Okay, here's the scary thing. Only three people applauded. What are the rest of you? What, what's going on here? What factory did you come out of? Hospital. That's a good factory. So you're having a birthday this year, right? Well, that's okay. It's still this year, right? Man, help me. Well, I'd like to do something special for you then tonight. <laughs> Maybe not. No. I'd like to just sing you happy birthday if that's okay. I like to do it in every show, but I'm going to sing it in an Italian. Because I'm Italian, you know? Well, not really. Okay, so does anybody know Italian here? Good, you won't know if I mess it up. Here's a little happy birthday in Italian for you. A tante auguriate. Tante auguriate. Tante auguri cara mia. That's a woman. Tante auguriate. Happy birthday to you. I'm glad you had a birthday this year and that you weren't made. And as a little present, here's a Lenny Lizard pen for you. Thank you very much. It's almost like you got an insurance guy up here. All right, let's get the show going again and bring up your next comedian. Just came back from a little tour of New Mexico doing the uh, casinos over there. So put your hands together for Mr. Brian Galatsu. Well, hello, guys. How you doing? Good. Interesting show so far? First two guys, I thought we were going to have heart attacks, and the third one almost gave us all one. That was pretty sweet. All right, it's good to see those guys. Glad to see you guys. I'm excited to be here. I, uh, I'm excited to be anywhere. Actually, I almost got deported earlier today. So um, that's cool. I showed up my American Express card. They're like, oh, you're good. You can stay. So that's great. I got that going for me. I'm actually half Japanese, half Caucasian, so I do appreciate some of you guys trying to speak Spanish to me in the lobby. It's awesome. No means no in both languages. Just say no. I'm, uh, I'm actually very jealous of uh, Mexican comics. Mexican comics can do the one thing that I cannot do. They do the punch, they do the setup to the joke in English, they do the punchline in Spanish, and then we all laugh even if we don't speak Spanish, because we don't want to look stupid. So George Lopez will do a joke like, man, when I was a kid, we couldn't afford a bicycle. Mis zapatos es mi bicicleta. <laughs> right? I'm half Japanese, I don't do jokes like, man, the other day I called my plumber, and he's like, moshi moshi kusutarene. <laughs> Japanese. Okay. Sweet. Good to know. Uh, now, actually, you know, Japan actually had a pretty rough last five years between the earthquake, the tsunami, uh, volcanoes. They had all kinds of trouble going on. And uh, it's pretty. And Pearl Harbor. Yes. Thanks for bringing that back up. And uh, I was, I'm, I know I look old. I'm not that old. So, uh, no. and then we've got, of course, the Pearl Harbor issue hanging over us at all times. Tough kid. Okay, not the crowd, just the kid himself. I'm gonna heckle him with your race, kill my grandfather, whatever. Okay. Sorry, on behalf of Bob Kubota and myself, uh, we're sorry. I'm not Bob Kubota for those of you that were expecting Bob Kubota. That's next week, so I think that's true. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Hi, there's a kid in the audience. Great. He's oh, good. Jonathan didn't scare you enough. He scared you so much you feel you can talk in front of everybody. I like it. It's good. You're, you, you know show and tell, right? When you were a little kid, right? Like you are now, you probably remember yesterday, right? You, right? When I was a little kid, when we went to show and tell, it was more like, Hi, I'm Brian. This is a rock. Pass that around, right? It's 
different now. You, it's a different, it's completely different now, right? If I'm in first grade now, it's more like, hi, I'm Brian, this is my rock presentation. You should have a booklet in front of you for 380 pages. Turn to page 56 and let's begin. This is the first PowerPoint slide. This is a picture of the actual rock. Now, due to certain litigation reasons between the school district and myself, I was unable to bring the actual rock into class. Here's a picture of the rock. There's a picture of a graph. As you can see, it's 100% rock. Now then, due to other things beyond my control, Mrs. Evans didn't feel it was appropriate to give me enough time to finish the report, so if you flip to the back of the book, you can go to www.bryansrockpresentation.com and ask any comments or questions that you might have there. <laughs> it's true. It's exactly true. I've, I've uh, how old are you? Eight. It's a great age. you got your whole life ahead of you. It's great. Eight years old. My kids are, uh, i got a daughter who's 10. I have a son who's 13. My son's name is Kai. We put him in a karate class because that's what Asians like to do. Um, we put my son in that class because we wanted to give him a little bit of you know, Japanese culture and things, you know, other than the bombing stuff. We wanted to give him some other realistic stuff he could use, you know. So, you know, but, you know, karate's passed down from generation to generation, right? Centuries old, but, you know, there's too much distraction nowadays. So according to my son, if somebody has your arm, this is how you get out of this mood. <laughs> So we pulled him out of karate. Um, my daughter, she's 10. Uh, her name's Kiana. We call her Kia because that's cute, not because we're Korean. Um, but she, we, she's perfect. We've never had an issue with my daughter ever. Uh, the only problem we had with my daughter is when she was six years old, every time she'd go to the bathroom, she would use a whole roll of toilet paper. So at one point, it became really expensive, and I was constantly collecting it, right? So I, my wife says, you got to figure it out with her. So I sat my daughter down, and I said, look. Let's, uh, let's figure this out. How about, uh, ooh, you're six years old, use six squares, which seems about right. I'm 47, I don't eat a lot of fiber. So, uh, 47 squares. Explain it to him later, but not too early, because it's kind of gross. It's a gross joke for adults, but you probably have no problem. Eight squares, good for you. I'm looking forward to my birthday, that's 48. I'm, I'm going for it, I don't care. So, <laughs> the, uh, me, uh, me, we have the two kids, they're fantastic. Um, funny thing is, my, my kids, my neighbors say all the time, do you guys argue in the house? I'm like, no, we don't argue in the house. My neighbor says, we hear you every single day around 5.30. I'm like, oh wait, no, I'm calling the kids down for dinner. Kai! Kia! Kia! Kai! Dinner! So, this is for him. I don't care if you guys laugh. Uh, <laughs> I make a child laugh every day in my house just by showing up. Um, no, yeah, it's true though, I know. Uh, it's crazy though, my kids last summer, every time you turn around, right, the kids are grabbing for a tablet, grabbing for a phone on the computer, playing a game, and my wife was like, this is crazy, we gotta figure this out because it's getting out of hand. So I came up with an idea where we take the kids camping, get them out of the city, get them away from the technology. So we decided to go up to Flagstaff, go camping. It's gonna be a great trip. So. I also tell my wife to put a button on this trip that they're going to remember for the rest of their life. I'm going to tell them a scary story. And then hopefully years down the road, they'll say, Dad, that was the greatest trip ever. So that's in my head. So we get up there. We're camping. We're fishing. We're running around. We're having a good time. Late that night, campfire's going. It's perfect. Pitch black outside. I look at the kids. Hey, guys. I don't know if you know this, but uh, about a year ago on the other side of this mountain, there used to be an insane asylum. And one night... All the patients broke out, climbed over this mountain, and killed everybody in this campsite. They still haven't found them. They're still out there. I look over at my son. 
That's not true, Dad, according to Google Maps. There's a ranger station that's been there for like over 50 years. Buddy, I'm just trying to tell you a scary story. Oh, you want scary? There's a pedophile lives about a half mile up the road. So, we don't camp anymore. So, who's, not, who's not on Facebook in here? Anybody not on Facebook? Okay, too young, too early. Okay, let's go. You shouldn't have a phone yet. You're eight years old, who are you calling? Who are you calling? Got a lady friend? Your buddy? Just your mom? She's with you, she's your personal driver. She takes care of you 24 seven a day. You what? That's all we do as adults. We just push buttons because we don't know. You're the ones who know what to do. We're just like, was this right? I'm giving it to my son all the time. It's crazy. You're not missing a Facebook has a status. Mine right now says, Brian's at the Tempe Center for the Arts getting heckled by a child. And if you're one of my close friends, you go into the comments and you say, have fun tonight or whatever. And if you're one of my lame friends, they have the like button. And you click like, which is the lowest amount of support you could show anybody in the history of time, right? There was a girl today, people put too much garbage on Facebook all the time. There was a girl today, she wrote, I had a bad day today. My cat was vomiting blood. I had to put her down. Like, uh, okay, just gauging the audience. Okay, that's good. It's cool though, we, we've got like instant messaging now. We've never had that in history before where you can talk to somebody on the other side of the planet at a moment's notice. We've never had that. Like here in Arizona, like in the old west, Never had a campfire and a kid with a rug walking out, and the dad's like, where are you going? I'm just gonna talk to friends. <laughs> Never had like in uh, France, like in the 1700s, didn't have some 13-year-old kid who thought he was great walking around with a carrier pigeon on the side. Pierre, what's up? <laughs> ah, Pierre, you are such a little dork. Message in a bottle, that was pretty stupid. Stuck on island, please send help immediately. <laughs> Be like nine years later. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> you guys like dogs? Anybody dog lovers out here? Yeah, you got a dog? What kind of dog do you have? Great, this is good. <laughs> if I've learned anything, talk to kids. They're great. But you've seen one. Okay, great. <laughs> Never talked to the audience. I know that one, but I just couldn't resist. <laughs> he tried to kill you. Okay. Couldn't see why, but um, okay. <laughs> Five or six. Long time ago. Right, I get it. That's cool. I have a dog. I have a yellow lab. You know, yellow lab's a very big dog. Uh, my dog is 15 years old. Now, for a yellow lab, that's a very old, big dog, right? So, um, my dog's name is Turbo, which is, now it just sounds like I'm mocking him because he's 15 years old. Come on, Turbo! <laughs> he's a cute dog, though. We got Turbo when we, we didn't have kids at the time, so we get Turbo, he's going to be the greatest dog ever, so we have him professionally trained. We have him trained with voice commands, we have him trained with hand commands, so no matter where he is, we can always talk to him, whatever, how far out he gets. So flash forward now, 15 years, Turbo can't hear. So now the hand signals work like sign language so I can still talk to my dog, you know, it's cool. The other day I called out to him out of habit. I was like, Turbo! And I got a different reaction this time. I got this. 
<laughs> so now I realize Turbo can't see. Now I have a blind deaf dog. I have the Helen Keller of dogs now living in my house. The only way I can talk to him now is to take his paw, put it up to my lips. Sit. Sit. Good, they're teaching that. Okay, good. I don't know sometimes. People don't, I don't know what they're teaching you kids anymore. I don't know if they're teaching Helen Keller or people in their 20s now, I have to explain the joke to them. They're like, what, Helen Keller? Is she like, she hid from the Nazis? Was that the deal wrote a journal? No, that's, that's Anne Frank, you moron. So uh, just saying, crack a book. You know what a book is? It's a, okay, good, all right. We haven't gotten rid of that yet. That's all I'm saying, it's great. It's good, good, you're learning. I like it. My set is all over the place now, guys. I have no idea where I'm going talking to the kid. Dogs retire, do you know that? Dogs will retire. My dog re-retired at 13. Didn't bother telling any of us. One day the doorbell rang. Ding dong. <laughs> I come out, I'm looking at him like, what's the deal? You know, I gotta answer the door. The thing is, my dog, you know, he's 13 years invested in the family. It's not like he doesn't care for us anymore. He's just old now. You know, but if somebody's at the door and he doesn't recognize them, it's not like he's gonna give up on us. You know, he's <laughs> So we love Turbo. You guys like concerts? You guys been to any good concerts lately? Not you. Anybody else? No. <laughs> concerts are cool. Not like the Wiggles or something awesome. You know, I'm talking like has-beens is what I'm talking about. I had, I had a friend call me up and said, yeah, I got tickets to a concert. Do you want to go? I said, sure. He says, meet me at Celebrity Theater. I had the cool theater around. So I'm driving there to meet him, and I realized as I'm driving, I never asked who was performing, which is pretty important, right, if you're going to a concert. So as I pull up, I see on the, I see on the marquee, it says, Wham! Reunion Concert. Uh. If you don't know who Wham! is, Wham! Wham! was two guys. Wham! was George Michael, who had a pretty decent career. And then there was, uh, anybody remember the other guy? Andrew Ridgely. Just so you know, if you go to a Wham reunion concert, it is only Andrew Ridgely. And he only does the parts of the song that he used to do. <laughs> so wake me up before you go-go, it's like, jitterbug, jitterbug, boom, boom, <laughs> bang, 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 jitterbug. Yeah, yeah, my beats per minute, uh, 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 wake me up. <laughs> Two hours. Two hours. The only thing worse than that was the guy who opened for him. Oats. Right. So I'll, I'll finish with this because you're a little kid. And you're a kid, right? You are a child. Are you a small adult? Okay, good. You weren't paying attention, so you're probably an adult. Okay, so when, it, when you're a little kid, does your mom come in and tell you like a story before you go to bed? Sure, just say yes. Sometimes I don't want the lecture, I just want a yes or no. <laughs> your Honor, raise your right hand, yes or no. Your mom tells you a story. Look, it's complicated, I get it. There's things going on, I have homework, there's TV on, I've got games, I don't know if she's telling me a story. She talks to me, I don't always listen. I get it, you're a kid. Nine o'clock, this kid needs to be down at seven. Look at him, he's wired. I like your Hulk pants. Purple pants are coming back, I like it. All right, I'm gonna tell you a story the way my dad used to tell a story. 
Okay, my father, obviously you can tell I come from a very traditional Japanese family, right? Okay, don't judge, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, my father, my father was the oldest guy in the neighborhood. He was the Mr. Miyagi of the neighborhood. People would come to the neighborhood to talk to him because he was old and he was wise. And plus the Karate Kid came out and everyone thought he was Mr. Miyagi anyway. So, so that's what I got going on in my life, right? So my dad, I'm sure just like you guys when you were kids, your mother, father would come in and tell you a story. The only, same thing in my house. The only difference is my little five-foot Japanese father would come in. Linda! I tell you a story. The ancient scrolls tell of the three pigs. Pig alone. He worked in hayfield. Oh la 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 la. Suddenly, big bad dragon come. Hey, how? Pig number two. He see what happened. He say this not happen to me. So, from thousand year old oak tree. He make nunchuck. <laughs> he wait for dragon. Dragon come. Pig number three. He see what happened. He say this not happen to me. So, in brick oven, he make samurai sword. So he decided to go to Germany, the Ukraine, Czech Republic to do comedy over there too. So he's a worldwide comedian. He's been in many movies. He's been with George Clooney, Ice T, Ice Cube, maybe some lemonade in there, I don't know. <laughs> Any given Sunday's a good movie he's been in. If you've ever seen a doctor's commercial, Banner Hospital on TV, he plays a doctor in it. I know him very well. Trust me, he's no doctor, so don't ask him for advice. But he's here tonight to make us all laugh. So ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together, pull them apart, do that about 500 times. That's what I call plotting. And give it up for Mr. Keith Ellis. Get him, get him right here. Get him, get him. Give it up for the comedians that you've seen tonight. <laughs> give it up for Brian Kahatsu, Jonathan Gregory, Kevin Brown, you guys doing all right? I know you had a bad day at work. You uh, had a bad day at work, so you guys had a bad day at work. Thank you for coming out. Appreciate it. Uh, always always good to see you guys laughing. I like when I see you laugh because you have teeth. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. No, I do shows in South Carolina. They don't have teeth in the South. So you crack a joke in the South, you just get, 
You know, y'all love just gonna be one of them crowds. Y'all up there clapping, gums clapping, walk on, walk off. I don't know. That's good though. I like that. You smile. That's good. There's things that's happening around here in the world. Woo! Long drive out here. I did a show in Pahrump, Nevada. I don't know. Has anybody ever been to Pahrump? You been to Pahrump? Pahrump? What do you think about Pahrump? Thank you. I got to show out in Pahrump. I didn't know where I was driving. You ever drove so far? You thought you just drive to your own death? I'm black, this dude hired me, I'm like, uh, I think there's a Klan meeting going on, I don't know where, cause I'm just driving, and then it's like, you go through Las Vegas, and it's an hour outside of Las Vegas, turned out it was at a winery, beautiful, two shows, great, you just never know where you're gonna end up, and one thing I did notice, I don't ever wanna see this again, I saw a smart car on the freeway, I don't ever wanna see a smart car on the freeway again, no, cause it's like, if, you, if I see one on the freeway, I wanna see a little minivan, pull up next to it, and just slide the door open, Stop playing in traffic. You don't, you don't belong out there with the big cars. Don't even do that, man. I saw a spark car get cut off. It's, it cut off a motorcycle, which cracked me up, because the motorcycle just pulled up right next to him. And they argued. He was like, get out of here. And the car just was like, that was, was sit side now. <laughs> well, Tony, not going to hang back because I'm tearing up equipment. <laughs> I saw a spark car at Target. I thought it had tinted windows till the black guy got out. I'm gonna wait till you get that one. Just wait for it, wait for it. So I got a light with a smart car. He couldn't wait for the light. He got out of the car, grabbed it, and just walked on the crossbar. Just walked on the side. <laughs> we gotta have fun, man. I did a show in Germany. It's good to see black people when I see them. But I did a show in Germany, and everything in Germany is a village. Every place you go is a village when you travel. So I had my translator, her name is Arakta. Me and Rapka, we were walking in the village, and I saw, there's not a lot of black people, I saw a black guy coming out of the village. And she saw him at the same time I saw him, and then she looked at me, and she's like, do you know him? <laughs> I'm, I'm, she's, I'm like, really, really? But see, the weird part, he was coming out of the village, I was going in the village. I'm in the village for three and a half hours, walking around the village. We decided to leave. As we're leaving the village, the black guy is coming back in and I'm walking back out. So that made me think there's a guy standing there. One's leaving, let the other one come in. <laughs> yeah, you know we can't have them in the same place at the same time. <laughs> You're right at any moment. It's the way that I think. Because I see weird things. Like, there's certain jobs you should not have. Like, okay, what do you do other than male model? Oh, so you had a bad day because of a lot of things happened. See, okay. And you have patience. You have patience for them, right? Cool. I like that. And what do you do? Nurse? Wow, there's a bunch of sick people around here. <laughs> See why you guys are crying and having a bad day. But that made me think, because I went to, I went, I was at the grocery store, and there was, a, there was a group of firemen. They were shopping. And I'm in the other aisle, and this is what I hear. Man, I can't stand the heat. What? I'm like, no, I want to run around the corner. I want to see what it looks like. Because I'm like, when my house is so far, I don't want you showing up. Because I don't want that. Because this is what I think. I see some weird things. Like, I went to Walmart. I saw a guy with one arm. He's a greeter. And he's greeting everybody as they come in. Hey, come on in. But he, he has a marker in his hand also. So as he greets you, come on in, come on in. When you're leaving the store, he's also marking your receipt and he's checking your bag. So as I'm leaving the store, he's like, excuse me. Excuse me, sir. I need to check your receipt. So I got my hands full, I put the bag down, I grabbed the receipt out, I handed it to him, he's like, <laughs> and 
because that one hand can't grab the receipt and do what he needs to do with it. So I put the other bag down, I hold the receipt for him, and then he's like, he looks at it and then he marks it. I'm like, nope, I just did your job. I'm like, I'm like, no, no, you take the receipt, you put it under your chin, you mark it like this here. Show, you know, you use your skills and something. If you can't do this, you need to be over at the express lane, just boop, use that one hand, boop, use, boop, boop, just work it, work it. And then when they ask you for change, you're like, okay, here's a thing. That's it, you don't need to be, you don't, you shouldn't do that. You, that's like having a waiter with one hand. <laughs> you can't hear you go, just grab the drinks. No. So that made me think about when I saw like the programs. I don't like cops. I can't stand that program, cops. It's not, I'm not a fan of cops. I do like Alaska State Trooper. Love that show. Know why I love that show? Because black people never get arrested in Alaska. No black people ever get arrested in Alaska State Trooper. It don't happen. You know why? It's too cold. We don't do things in the cold. We will rob people in the cold. It won't happen. That's why crime drops in Chicago in the winter. You can have a thug sitting inside Chicago right now. He's in there with his girl like, yeah, baby, I'm going to get this money. I'll be right back. Throw this gun on his back. Walk outside. Boo, it's cold. Okay, baby, you want to go ahead and get a job for the summer? Because I can't be going out there. Right now, it's a little too cold for that. No, I saw this one time. I saw a black state trooper on a high-speed chase. He gets the guy to finally pull over. He pulls over. And this, he's sitting in his car like, driver, I need you to bring me your license and registration. Yeah, bring me your license and registration. The guy gets out the car with the paperwork, starts walking back. It's cold. Go ahead and sit back in your vehicle. <laughs> so that made me think, what if he had a high-speed chase and there was another black guy and he finally got me pulled over, he would go like this. Driver, I need you to bring me your license and registration. No, not yet, no. no. Driver, I will call the white troopers. You know they don't have a problem getting out their vehicle. It's so fair. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just, I think that when things happen, I just see weird things. And I was thinking, okay, earlier, this crossed my mind. Uh, I want to see a church do an honest eulogy. Yeah. See, an honest eulogy. I want to see a eulogy like if he stands like, no, he's not a pillar of the community. No, he was worthless. No, he's got kids all over the place. No, I don't even know why the cask is open. We should just close it right now. Let's just get this over with. No, he was selling drugs. No, let's. Funeral's over with. Everybody go home. Let's just call it a day. That's the kind of eulogy I want to see saying. I'm tired of churches saying things like, you know, high five your neighbor. You know, hey, high five your neighbor. Hug your neighbor. No, no, no. Quit touching everybody in the church, okay? This is not a Catholic church. Let's go behind there. No, this is no. I'm tired of that. I go to church. like, you see a fine woman. She's like, you know, I'm going to sit next to her because I know they're going to tell us to hug. Say the churches, they, I don't, I'm not a fan of the churches. I don't want to go to a church, and I saw, well, I did go to a church once out here on the south side, and on there I saw one of the, the, uh, the pastor, he had a tablet, and he's reading from the tablet, he's like, scroll, everybody open your Bibles, uh, Second Corinthians, and then all of a sudden, he's like, um, uh, could you go ahead and read that, my, uh, my tablet froze up. I'm like, well, how you know he wasn't on Facebook poking, and all of a sudden, it's just, you, know, you don't even have a good connection on the internet, why do I want to follow you in church? Get rid of that, carry a Bible around, man. I'm just saying, then I know the little kid here, you have a little one. All right, let me ask you, if you get sick, I'm gonna to talk to the kid, it scares me too. <laughs> I messed up, didn't I? Yep. I messed up, I messed up. I'm gonna need a nurse, I'm gonna need some sedatives, I'm gonna need a pass at Walgreens. 
But when your kid gets sick, or if you got sick as a kid, what did they give you when you were sick, if you congested? Fix. I agree. I said that, I asked that question in South Carolina, a guy actually screamed out, lotion! Like, something they write in your household, dude. <laughs> you rubbing lotion on your kid, this is more than something. <laughs> and the kid's like, yeah, and my dad rubs me down with lotion. No, no, no. I asked him, because see, my mother, the reason I bring that up is me and my brother, when we got sick, and I don't know who can validate this, when we got sick, they were rubbing kerosene on us. You remember that? See, okay, he understands. That actually happens. My mom would heat that on the stove in a pot of water, bring it into the room, she would rub it all over me and my brother's chest. Then my dad would come in there smoking, they're not sick. We're like, whoa, why is dad in the room right now? This doesn't make any, you didn't put the sign up. You just walk around like nothing's happening. She would take the sugar and then put drops of kerosene in the sugar and we would ingest that. So now we're, we're taking that in. There's no side effects other than at nine we were started doing this and we were white. <laughs> so kerosene and Arizona, my mother's not allowed to come to Arizona anymore because she, like she's transporting. No, you can't come. So she still does that till this day. She still uses kerosene. She has a 50 gallon barrel of kerosene in the backyard of her house back in Indiana. For the longest time, I thought Shell gas station was a pharmaceutical. <laughs> we would always go to gas stations like, oh, get some pharmacy, she'd get some kerosene, and we would leave. So she's like, want to go to the, I, mean, I'm thinking, I didn't know. I don't know, man. It's like, you just never, you never, just some weird things that people be doing. Weird. And then, you know, I think about this here, like, okay, if we all getting older. You know, Jay asked, you know, Lenny asked about birthdays and things like that's happening. Like, oh, anybody have a birthday? I want to grow old gracefully. So what I mean by gracefully, I've already hit past that 50 stage. So now the body is making weird noises. <laughs> I mean, it's really weird. I could walk around my house and saw you here. That's I just, I'll just walking around. Sometimes I'll just stand still in my house like this, just so I can get some peace and quiet. Just don't even move. I'm tired of all that. I woke up one morning, I heard something pop. I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I laid in my bed for 30 minutes just locked, and they're like, what was that? What was that? What, what I wanted to know if I broke something, and then I remembered the night before I did a puzzle. It was a number two pencil I rolled over on. So I lost 30 minutes of my life because of a pencil in my bed, thinking it was a bone that snapped. So if you want to grow up gracefully, what do you do? I decided I'm going to go hang out where elderly people hang out. So I go to Walgreens. I go to CVS. I back my car up. I watch people. Not like a stalker, but I watch people. I wouldn't do like Jonathan. But I was sitting there and I'm watching people. I'm watching this elderly lady. She gets out of her car. You know, she's, she's pretty old. She's moving slow. She's just kind of got that little... She's moving up. She steps on the mat. The door opens. But she's moving so slow it closes. So she had to turn back around and step on the mat. And, so she, she took her about three minutes. You don't stop elderly people from getting their meds. That's why you bring like your significant other. So you somebody you like somebody step on the mat, you're like, go, go, go. But then if they pissed off at you, they take their foot off and the door closes. You need me, don't you? Because I want to grow legs, I want to grow old gracefully. So I figured, you know, next thing I'm gonna, I'm gonna start jogging. I went and got me some jogging clothes and some shoes, put all my stuff on, got it ready, ran out the house, ran around the corner, I saw a speed bump, I'm like, that's too high, this is too soon, this is too soon, just go back in the house. Because I, you know, you start getting hair that grows in weird places, I don't mean your ear, I don't mean your nose, I had hair growing out my retina, I'm like, is this really happening? Like, I'm shaving, my, I'm getting my own lazy, <laughs> I 
had one hair growing out of my eye. And I do stupid things like this. I will grab a menu at a restaurant and hold it and tell my friend, like, take a picture of it. Click, click. And then I get it back and I blow it up and look at the prices on the menu. What the? I'm like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I just take a picture so people can see where I'm going. No, I don't. I'm like, no, ooh, this is expensive. I can't, you know, take a picture of the other side. I don't think you can. I will, I will do that because it works for me. I sit there with my nephew. I went over to his house one day. We're sitting there watching TV, just chilling. And he, he kept looking at me for some reason, but I didn't get it. But we're just watching TV. He's like, Uncle Caleb, like, yeah, that was up. Is that your eyes making that noise? <laughs> oh my God, I'm losing lubrication too. <laughs> this is not cool. You know, as a kid, we would run, we would jump off a garage, we would jump out of a tree, we would jump off a cliff. But you start getting older, you can walk down the street, you get down to the point where you just get to the curb, you're like, I would jump, but I might shatter every bone in my body. I'm just gonna go ahead and find out where that wheelchair ramp is. You walk a half a mile just so you can get down the wheelchair and because I'm not going to jump off this curb that could shatter everything in my life. Then you do weird things like, you know, I was walking to my room one day. I was going to go to the bedroom. The next thing you know, I tripped. And the thing is, when you fall as a kid, you fall fast. But you don't tell anybody. But when you get older, you tell people you fail. You call them on the phone. Hey. Yeah, Johnny, I fell the other day. And he's like, yeah, and? Yeah, I just let you know that I fell the other day. I'm like, why? You, you, but as a kid, you're like, keep quiet. But as you're older, you're like, I want everybody to know. And one day I fell. And I fell, when you get older, you fall slower. If you've never had it happen for you, those who, <laughs> I was doing something one day, I was like this. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm falling. This is really happening right now. This, this cannot be, am I, this, am I falling? This is not even, cannot even be happening right now. I cannot believe. Thought I heard the phone. No, it is not even happening. This is bull. I cannot believe. Is my head gonna hit the ground? Because if it's gonna hit the ground, this is gonna hurt all oh my, oh, that hurt. This is bull. I cannot believe I'm actually laying here. And now the agenda is, how do I get up? So you revert back to these old ways, like, okay, I don't want to use my body strength because I don't have any, so now I need to roll over. So you do like a little kid, you lay on your stomach, and you're like, okay, I'll push myself up really slowly like this here, that's what I do. And then you, when you get to a certain point, you like you look around for like a coffee table, an ottoman, uh, a sofa, you're like, okay, and then you grab something, you're like, oh, okay, good. Now you continue to crawl on up slowly, but you're looking around, and you get to that certain point, you like, and you rest. Then you keep on going, you're like, okay. You start getting up more, you get up, you finally get to that point, like, oh, okay. Then you rest again, you're like, no, oh, this is tiring. Then you finally get to that point where you're really up, and you're like, oh, oh my God, that was that was crazy. And you're like, well, what was I getting ready to do? Oh, I was gonna go lay down. <laughs> I have a friend, he passed away. He's 114 when he passed away. Bernardo, yeah, beautiful too, beautiful. Love this dude, man. We hang out sometimes. I mean, I was over his house once, and the thing is, I was watching TV, and he was in the kitchen, and I looked, it was like a Monday, and I looked, and he tripped. And I turned the TV off, and I just watched. I was like, dude, look at this. I mean, he didn't hit the ground until Thursday. As I was he was falling. I couldn't help him. 
I just wanted to see. I understand. You're going to get older. You better just take time to enjoy life while you can because your body's going to start making some noises. Because mine's right now, I just, man, like bad breath. Where does bad breath come from? No, you ever have, no, that's just an example. You ever have a doctor, like, ear, nose, eye doctor, their breath, their breath stinks. But no proctologist, you just be like, but no, you get an ear, nose, eye doctor, you're like, how you doing? You ever hold your breath because their breath stinks? Like, because you don't want to breathe in their breath because it might affect your breath. I'm sitting there with an eye doctor once, he's like, Keith, you know, and you're like, mm. and you wait till they turn away, you're like, mm. 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 Okay. my eyes are back, okay, are you sure? <laughs> You're gonna be there, Dan. One of these days. One of these days. It's just. I'm just saying, man. It's, when you start getting to that point, it's, life is just. It just has this moment. And see, I like things like yes, just, you know, like let's put it like this here. You get to that point in certain age where people start passing away. So my friend calls me up. He says, "Hey, man, you hear about so and so? He passed away." You're like, "Oh, wow. Okay. Um, how did how did he?" You want to know how he died? Like, was it cancer? Was it leukemia? Blah, blah, blah. You, you're asking all the questions because you know it's cancer and all those things. And how they talk about it is crazy. But he's like, he got shot. Like, woo, woo, natural causes. That's good. Woo, that's good. <laughs> In the black neighborhood, when you get shot, that's natural causes. <laughs> you have to think about this here. I mean, I like to look at it this way. Uh, as an example, do you have a diary? No. Okay, do you have a diary? Yeah. See, white people have a diary. <laughs> White people will have a diary. Black people don't need a diary. We have a police log. <laughs> I can call the police. He will let me know where I've been. Dude, where was that in 1978 and on 2.30? He was like, oh, we have you. <laughs> Liquor store robbery. That's where you. White people just go to the house. Just, when a murder happens at your house, they just look. Oh, she was having problems in her. Yeah, yeah, okay. We could, yeah. Black people don't have We're not going to write it now when somebody else can write it for us. <laughs> I just like, black people, no diary. Yeah, I got a diary. <laughs> Writing it every day? No? Or you just voice it now? Hello, I've had a bad day. Send. Okay. <laughs> I see it. It's, it's, it kind of catch me kind of uh, interesting when that happens. I come up with a website also. I got a website called blackmapquest.com. This is going to help everybody. I'm working on this site. I've been working on this site. I used to work for Yahoo. Black Map Quest is an, it's basically. You put your race in, and it lets you know where you should go <laughs> and where you shouldn't go. So if I'm, let's say I want to go to Scottsdale. I put my race in. It'll tell me to bring two white people with me. <laughs> and any white people want to go to the south side, it'll just tell you, Ooh, not after 5 p.m. <laughs> Because I mean, you know, I had that old GPS back in the days. I had this little old, my GPS, my GPS would sound like Jimmy Stewart. Like, I would put in, no, 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 you, 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 you want to go to 2.9 miles. No, 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 make a, and I always missed my spot. I took, I took that thing to a black neighborhood one day, Jimmy like, no, 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 why are we here? Shut, shutting down, shutting down. <laughs> We're not going to do this here. Because I used to live in Scottsdale. I had, me and, I was looking for an apartment in Scottsdale. I had a white guy. I'm driving the vehicle. I'm driving, we get pulled over by a cop. The next thing you know, the cop comes up, and the white guy's sitting there, the cop comes up, he looks past me, you okay? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, it could be carjacking me. He's like, you know, we're fine, he let us go. But the thing is, I used to live in Scottsdale until I got robbed by a white guy. So I decided to move to a black neighborhood, that way if I got robbed, I feel like I'm giving back to the community. 
You know how black people are. You never get back. I'm like, nigga, I got robbed twice. No. <laughs> no, because I mean, it, it just happens. I lived in Scottsdale for about a year and a half. And during that time, I remember I would get up in the morning, I would go jogging. And when I went jogging, there would be a police car outside my apartment. He would follow me for a mile and a half as I jogged. I was good with that because he followed me all the way back home to make sure I got home safe. And I'm like, love you for that, dude. I love you. Keep an eye on a brother because these white people crazy up in here. <laughs> See, I always got to think about the other side of this because I remember they were so helpful, so helpful to me. I remember one time I took my trash out at 3 o'clock in the morning. They sent a police helicopter to hold the light. I'm like, oh, thank you, dude. This alley was dark. Thanks for helping a brother out. Love you. Went to a store that next morning. I'm walking up. There's a homeless guy out front. And I'm thinking, oh, man, you know he's going to ask you for some change. So I'm getting closer. He's looking at me. And I'm like, okay, I'm looking at him finally. I get closer. He's like, your brother. I'm like, yeah, man, what's up? He's like, can you spare some change? I'm like, dude, all I got is a 20. He's like, oh, I can break that. <laughs> you ever wanted to rob a homeless guy? That's it's like, you got money? Go in the grocery store, walk around the grocery store, and people never believe that this actually happened. I'm in, I'm walking around, out of nowhere, this little old white lady just came up, tap. Yes, ma'am. You look like you can pick a good watermelon. So after I got out of jail, that's when I knew I needed to move. So I moved to the south side. I moved to the south side, it was cool, but I didn't get a police escort when I went jogging. I didn't trip, that's no big deal. But I do remember when I was running around the park, I saw two squirrels fighting over a nut. I won't break people up because people turn against you. So I figured I'd run to one of these squirrels and just kind of scared. As I got closer, one turn, he shook his tail like, what's up, punk? I'm like, whoa. And I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh. See, I knew something was wrong because I got closer to the squirrel and I saw it right here. Two teardrop tattoos on the squirrel. And I knew the other squirrel was black because the tail was four feet long and it was braided. And it was blue. So people do some weird things, man. I mean, if you're not thinking fully, you just, you just never know the mindset of people. Yeah, I mean, when you go places like, like, you ever go over somebody's house so nasty, you see roaches leaving? I can't live like this. I can't. I can't. They're just too filthy. They can't. Because Arizona, you got the largest roaches I have ever seen. They're not palmetto bugs. We're not talking about anything like that. I'm talking, you guys have roaches three or four inches and they're like an inch wide. I'm from Indiana. We have those little roaches that have like knives on them or something like that. You guys got big roaches. First time I ever saw a roach here, I moved here in 83. I was doing construction, heavy equipment operated down on Van Buren, and I stayed on 24th and Van Buren. I'm standing there at the airport, and all of a sudden there's a roach coming down the steps. I'm looking at it like, what the hell is that? And the other guy's like, that's a roach. I'm like, I thought it was a little black baby falling down the steps. <laughs> it's, it's just coming down the steps. I'm like, dude. And I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, this is, this is scary to see a roach that size. But you know, you have those intuitive thoughts, those intuitive things that kick into your mind. And yet, I went home one night, and I'm just sitting there watching TV. And that intuitive voice was like, look over your shoulder. And I blew it off. Then I hear like five minutes later, look over your shoulder. I looked over my shoulder, exactly where it was, was this huge black roach on my wall. I ran, I grabbed the shoe, I ran back, I threw it at the roach, tripped me out because the roach caught the shoe. <laughs> Did a couple of moves and he threw it back and we fought for like an hour and a half. And I don't do roaches, don't like roaches, can't stand roaches, won't have roaches. And I was thinking long and hard, how am I going to get rid of this roach? And I remembered, I had some black friends that used to stay with me, and I remember how I got rid of them. 
I said that joke in South Carolina, white guys in front. How, how did you get rid of them? <laughs> notepad? <laughs> what I mean, people be waiting for the answer. How? How do you? Let the food run out. Okay, no. <laughs> like, we just turn out a safe way? No, it's not that easy. No, we don't go away that easy. No. <laughs> Sam, man. This weird things. You ever have that air freshener in your house when you walk in and it goes tss, when you walk in? You ever have somebody that come in your house that just stinks and it just keeps going up? Like, hey, what? You need to leave. What? I don't have a refill. This is some thoughts that go through my mind. This is, I'm very demented. That's why I like, I think that's why I'm alone. Divorced twice. No one listens to me. Talk to yourself. You know, I was married at one point, my wife, like, well, let me ask you, what would you rather have, a dog or a cat? Yeah. They're both? Okay. The reason I'm going to say is, I would want a dog. The reason why, I don't want a cat because I don't want a witness. <laughs> now, let me explain. Now, let's just say, if somebody broke into your house, at least the dog will help you fight. A dog would be like, I got you back. You both might die. The dog's like, I tried. He's like, I did too. And you're dead. That's it. You do that with a cat, a cat's like, oh crap, it's gonna run, it's gonna hide, it's watching you fight. It's like, ooh, 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 you got the nether coffee, you pussy, cat, look at you, can't even fight. No, I don't want that. Plus, I worked at a funeral home, and if you became deceased in your home, let's just say you live alone, you died in your home, your dog will be loyal and it will lay next to you the entire time. It most likely will die next week, next to you, easily. A cat will be there until it's hungry, and then it will start eating your orifices. Uh, it will actually start, I'm just letting you know. Because right, a dog would be like, oh, okay, okay, I'm just gonna wait for you, Master. I'm gonna wait for you. Hopefully you'll wake up at some point, and then it, it won't go and get anything to eat. A cat's like, well, I, I, I'm hungry. The only thing I can feel is the soft eyes. I'm just gonna, so it'll start eating you. So I don't want that. And the reason why I bring that up is because when I was married, we had a Doberman pincher. My wife, she had a Doby. She had this red Doberman, called it Red. This dog was trained, she trained this dog so well. I mean, I gotta give her credit. If I was a dog, I would still be married. But that's <laughs> how so well she trained this dog. I was like, I don't know these dogs. She would say, what was that? And it would actually check the perimeter of the house. Pow, pow, it just stopped. It, just, it would just check, I was like, damn. She would say, kitchen. It would go stand behind the line in the kitchen and just stay there. I was like, man. Then she would say, you know, the dog started barking too much. So she put a bark collar on the dog. Now every time the dog was barking, it was getting shot at the same time. So now the dog stopped barking. Now we have a dog that won't bark. It happened four months later. We're laying in bed, we're laying in bed, sleep, just knocked out. Somebody broke into our house. We're laying there next to you know. I'm like, I didn't know what was happening. The dog comes up, it hits me. I wake up, I look at the dog, like, hey boy, what's happening? How you doing? Boy? Hey. The dog's like, <laughs> I'm just gonna talk, hey boy, what's happening? Hey, how you doing? The dog's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Is somebody in the house? <laughs> Shh. Okay, all right. We're gonna wake her up. We're gonna get out of here. So I reached over to wake her up right when I had my hand on top, almost on top of her, the dog grabbed me like, <laughs> I'm looking at that dog, and he's like, So as me and the dog are speaking out, I'm like, I hope she has her phone on vibrate. We will call her. 
It's okay, I still have the dog. <laughs> People are like, that's so mean. It's like, no, no. That, I mean, I've never seen a dog trained so well before. She would watch the dog whisper. She trained this dog. It would, even when the dog went for a walk, it would look back at me like, help me. And then, because <laughs> I never could understand what it was talking about. I was like, never want to be with her. <laughs> so maybe he's the one that helped the people break in. Go ahead. Again, I gotta say, uh, you know, things happened in life. I got a DUI a while back, years ago. I was doing some drinking out in Sausalito, California. I used to live there. And getting a, getting a DUI is, is a wake-up call, but then again, it's also it's interesting because I got my DUI in Sausalito, but they put me in the front seat of the police car. And I don't know, I mean, I'm, has anyone ever been put in the front seat of a police car? Not like I'm looking at the brothers like, yeah, you know y'all been arrested, you can tell me. <laughs> I got, they, they got me out of the car. They had my friend who was black. They made him stand under a street light. And I'm like, okay. They get me out of the car, you know, blow. We're gonna put you on the rest for driving under influence. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, cool. They put me in the front seat and the other officer got in the back seat and I'm trying to like, this ain't right. Cause there's a cage in the back. So I'm sitting in the front handcuff. I'm looking at the shotgun, everything, all the electrical equipment. And then I look over at my friend and he's like, and I'm like, help me, help me. I'm thinking it's 2.30 in the morning, they're gonna kill me. This is what they're gonna do. We're driving off and I'm looking at my friend like this, help me, and he's like this, they're gonna kill <laughs> If you've ever been to Maria, the jail is located under a hill. It's the courthouse. So they're pulling in, I'm thinking, where are they taking me? The doors open up, we go inside. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, everything seems, it seems to be legit, we're cool. We go in, but I'm still thinking in my head, why? Did you put me in the front seat of the police car? So as we're doing the fingerprints, I'm asking, I'm like, yeah, it's a young officer. I'm like, dude, let me ask you, why'd you put me in the front seat of the police car? He's like, man, you know, I felt bad, dude. It is February. It is Black History Month. Oh. <laughs> See, I'm not mad because I'm still alive. So you gotta learn to look at things and laugh at it because I did a 12-step program, and when you do the 12-step program, they ask you, how often do you drink? And I'm like, I was celebrating a birthday, getting another job. That's my only time celebrating. I only drink like twice, two glasses of wine a month, if that, because I'm busy. But then I hear in another cubicle, I hear another cubicle, there's a black guy there asking, how often do you drink? And the brother's like, whenever there are sports on TV. <laughs> like, oh, this is gonna be interesting. And I hear him again, he's like, well, how often is that? And the black guy says, I got ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really, man? Did you, did you actually say that? That's what you do. So, but you know, then I go to Tucson. I do a show in Tucson. I get pulled over again coming from a show, and they're like, you know, you're going down the road. You're speeding. I'm like, I don't believe I was speeding. They're like, where you coming from? I'm at the comedy club. Like, you a comedian? Yes, I am. They're like, well, tell me a joke. I'm like, okay, if you were a real cop, you would have pulled me over. <laughs> so as I got in the backseat of that car, <laughs> like, it's not February. This is not going to happen. And you ever go like, I mean. Because if you've been to Pahrump, I understand Pahrump Walmart, they have a Walmart at Pahrump, and that Pahrump Walmart, they say that's where all the photos come from that you see on the internet. That's what they say. Have you ever been in Walmart late night, like two o'clock in the morning, and walked down an aisle, and there's nobody down that aisle, but you run into a wall where somebody farted, and they left it in the aisle? <laughs> have you ever done that? You just walked down the aisle like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, oh my God. And you're looking around for somebody like, yeah, that, that was me, man, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that was me. I went down an aisle, and the thing is, I saw a beautiful woman that was in Walmart. I'm like, I hope we cross paths in the same aisle. That'd be cool. But I'm doing my thing, and I got to that, I hit that wall, and I was like, oh, dude, 
But I'm thinking, if I hold my breath long enough, I can go through that wall, grab what I need, and keep on going through the other side. That's what I'm thinking. But my other voice kicked in, but you don't know how thick that wall is, kid. I'm thinking, you're right, because I couldn't think that I'm out of it and I can inhale it. Oh my God, I'm still in the midst of it. Oh my God, and that wouldn't be good. So I figured I'm just going to leave the aisle. As I'm turning to leave, here she comes down the aisle. I'm like, oh, oh she's going to think I did this. I mean, she was pretty too. And I was like, I grabbed my cart, like, you know, pushing in front of her a little bit to slow her down. Maybe this would disperse by the time she got to it. I'm like, hey, how you doing? She's like, if you don't get away from me, I'll get the manager. I was like, oh, okay, you a trip. So I started rushing toward the end of the aisle. As I got to the end, almost turned, I looked back just in time to see her go like this. Oh my God. And I just screamed, it's the burritos. And it just kept on running out the store. It'd be bad you see her later on, you go ready to check out. She looking at you like, mm. You're just nasty. <laughs> You're nasty. Because I mean, I worked for a uh, call center. And I mean, we, I know I worked with her to call. It was a center. We did tapes. We used to run back and forth. And I'm like, you ever been, they keep, they keep the rooms kind of chilly. <laughs> and the thing is, I'm sitting there one day with our, in our cubicles, and there's another guy in his cubicle, and I'm kind of like chilly, like, ooh, man. He farted. It came over into my cubicle. I wasn't cold anymore. Can you figure that out? No, it was like he farted. I'm like, hmm. it stinks, but I'm I'm not cold anymore. Like a like a like a a homeless jacket. He stinks, but it's keeping it warm. So this is like a fart jacket. It stinks, but I'm comfortable. Not really. Okay, never mind. But <laughs> we're not explaining that one anymore. Are you ever go to the airport? And I know you know, like guys. You ever do anything in the airport where you see a bunch of people in the airport and you decide to walk through their crowd and just fart and just keep on walking? You know you, you know you know you guys probably like, dude, watch this, watch this. You be walking, you, you you can't do it fast. Not like I'm experimenting, but check this out. You can't you can't just walk fast like this and get because if you do, it'll spiral behind you and then it'll pow. And they're like, it was you, it was you because it followed you because of the backdraft. We could tell it was you. But if you do it right, you know if you do it, you just gotta take your time. Like, you give it time to go out and you just kind of walk on. Now you just sit over here and you wait for it because now it's got to rise, right? So you're like, wait for it, wait for it. And you're talking to people like, yeah, you know, I was thinking about buying that stock chip the other day. And I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? What? And you just see a crowd just dispersed and then you go back just to plug something in. I just don't like talking to people, that's all. People, I mean, people do some weird things. I've seen people just, you know, you ever pull up in traffic at a light and then you pull into a fart? Somebody understands that, it, and it's not a joke. It's like, you're in traffic, you're like, how do you pull up and a fart stagnant there? How is it just stagnant, staying in the air? It's like, it's so heavy, it doesn't even go with the wind. It's just like, you know, we're just gonna wait for the next people to pull up and just, okay, never mind. And this, these are the things that happen, you know. Yeah. Like, you're, that's why you're single. <laughs> why I'm single is that it's dope because I don't like, let me look around the room real quick. Good, there are no big women here. Now, no, I mean, when I say big, I mean big. I don't, I mean, I used to get beat up by a girl who was like the guy who was gay, they were cousins to one another. So I'm like, okay, I want to date petite women. I don't like big women. When I say big women, let's just say, if we're in Chicago and we're walking in the snow and by the time her feet even get to the snow, it melts, that's too big. She's generating too much heat. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to walk by a gym like she's got a turtleneck on and we outside and it's in Chicago and she's chewing a sandwich, but she's generating so much heat that steam's coming out the turtleneck. I'm like, no, 
I, I don't like, no. You ever see somebody that's so big that they talk and they start sweating themselves because you're like, how are you sweating? And it's, it's, it's air conditioning. How are you? And you just, you're just chewing gum. That's too big. That's too big. A lady came up to me after the show because she didn't like the jokes. She didn't really want the joke. She says, what do you consider big? I'm like, you're not big, ma'am. She's like, well, what do you consider big? I'm like, if I can turn to the right and I can still see you, that's what I consider big. <laughs> Peripheral vision, don't fail me now. I was like, oh, yeah, she's Cause see, I want to be at that point where you like, you know, you in the bed. You know, let's just say you get in the shower with your girl, and you're like, hey, you know, you made, hey, you wash my back. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, like wash. It's beautiful. You get a big woman, she like wash my back. Like, oh lord, this is gonna take a while. I'm gonna have to get the extender brush, the trailer, some quarters. Oh my god, this is, it's gonna take a long time. Cause I want to be, you know, you can be in the bed, you snuggle up, you know, and like, hey, you know, maybe you can scratch my back. You're like, yeah, I can scratch your back. You're like, okay, mm, that's guys, I like that. Mm. You get a big woman, she's like, can you scratch my back? Yeah, I can scratch your back. Ah, oh, I like that. Mm. Can you scratch the other side? Yeah, but stop. You get up, you walk. <laughs> then you start scratching. She's like, oh, that feels so good. Can you scratch harder? You stop. You grab the rake. Like this. Like you mean, Keith? I'm like, no, because I'm still old school. Old school, I love spooning. Spooning is a beautiful thing, you know. You just <sighs> spooning is beautiful when you beautiful. See, you get a big woman, you can no longer spoon. You have to figure out how to ladle. <laughs> Not even figure out how to ladle. It's like, all right, you ready? Ready? Oh, let's do this. And this is just a leg. I'm like, this is, this is. People are like, it's just mean, Keith. Because oh, yeah. see, that's like, you know, you, this, is, this, is, this is Friday. I still got Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And I'm like, that's just too much work for a little guy like me. So <laughs> you know what I'm talking. You're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, just saying. And lady just said, you know, I used to wear a Twinkie on my neck, so I got an argument. It's like, mm, she go that way, I run this way. She gets you with the Twinkie. It's like, oh, don't feel me feeling. Uh, <laughs> see, so you, now you know a little bit about my world. That's all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's Friday, man. The political, the political parties have lost their minds. Who are you guys voting for? <laughs> see if we can start a war. Who are you guys voting for? Uh, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the government. Don't like the government. Can't stand the government. So I don't pay tax. <laughs> People are like that's wrong. I'm like no, no, that's right. Because <laughs> I look at it this way: you spent billions of dollars. You guys remember they had that uh, when they sent the the two rovers up to Mars? Two rovers, billions and trillions of dollars to send them up to Mars, and they were they remotely operated them from Earth. And they got photos. They said the spirit and the opportunity up to Mars. They're moving around. They're taking photos of everything up there. I mean, and the pictures are coming back so crisp, so clear, so concise, so beautiful. But you know, if you robbed a Circle K and the camera's by the door, you can't tell who it is that robbed the store. I bet you if I sold some dirt off Mars, you'd be like, it's a Negro. So I'm just saying the money is really thrown away. And I'm, I'm not a fan of where the money's going. Yeah, I've done some things with commercials and things. and. I mean, cancer and all that stuff, they just bleed in our minds, like, believe in it, believe in it, believe in it. We can, can, we can, we can cure ourselves with, with a lot of honesty. I mean, we can do things within ourselves. It's just, I'm just not a fan of TV. Everything's about death, 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 death. Or my neighborhood, natural causes. 
something like that. Just, I'm just, I'm just trying to think, guys. You know, it's just I like to see people have fun. I like to see you laugh. I like to see you run around and do what you do. And you know, I did a funeral in Oakland a long time ago, and, and you work at a funeral home. The weird part about it is, I did this funeral and it was for a gang. It was for a gang, and I'm I'm driving a hearse and they were in this Hummer in the back. They opened the door and it was like a, it was like I don't know, it was like a, a music video because we just. We drove down the road. I didn't know where I was going, so I turned into a Safeway parking lot by accident. And I took the body through Safeway, and the whole procession of about 85 cars followed me. I used to see people in Safeway like, what the hell is that? <laughs> I just kept driving, like, okay. Told the pastor, yeah, they uh, used to shop here. I don't know. Let's just go ahead. <laughs> that's, just, that's just the way that I see things. <sighs> I'm glad you guys came out to, to, I thought I had more friends, but apparently, my life is Facebook is bull. <laughs> I've never seen so much lying on Facebook. I sent out 800 invites and I got 23 people. <laughs> but the true ones count. So I want to thank you guys. I, no, I just really want to thank you guys for coming out, pulling up. And, I, mean, was, I mean, I do clean shows. Those are, that's what I like and that's what I do. And I'll continue to do those because those shows have gotten me in different countries. So I just like to see the fact that there's families that stay together. Thank you for bringing the little one out here. Because I see some comments like this. Oh, my God, I got a joke, but I can't say it now. You know they're just like, mother, my, how's your mother? And yes. And the, yeah, they choke it on this here. That what really gets me. So I want to give a round of applause to the comedians that I had on the show tonight and, you know, for helping do this thing. And just basically, you know, everything that just goes within my world, keep doing these shows and uh, hopefully, you know, keep seeing you guys as time grows. Travel the world and do what I do. Because I'm thinking, I want to do cruise ships, but I don't want the cruise ship to break down there and look at me like, can you roll? No, I'm not going to. White people ask this question, like, why are black people so defined? I'm thinking it's ancestry. If you had a road a ship for a long time, it's passed down to the genes. That's why we can look at weights and get buffed. <laughs> How do you come up with this stuff? I have enough time. I'm an unemployed comedian. <laughs> okay, this is my first job right here in a long time. I did a show. I mean, like, I would have, I would have the barrier into shows, but there's a homeless guy once. I'm walking down. Then Parker Dale and the homeless guy comes out of nowhere. He's like, yo, bro. I'm like, oh, dude, what's up? He's like, you got any change? I'm like, oh, okay. Pull out $2.50. I gave him a dollar and 25. Put the rest back in my pocket. I started walking. I must have walked at least eight, nine blocks down there, Parker Dale. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, hey, bro, you still got a dollar 25? I'm like, how do you know? He's like, my friend texted me. <laughs> so I just, I'm over here doing a show at, uh, in Oakland, and I went to the gym after the show to work out. So I go in there, it's like, it's almost like two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, okay, I see a huge black guy, big, big black guy. I'm like, okay, he's pumping line. And I look over in the corner, there's a little gay guy. He's just like doing his thing. But he started walking toward me, and I'm just like, okay, all right, you know, the bridge is on that side. You quick, quick, quick. But he's walking up to me, he's walking, and, and, and I'm just looking at him, and he's looking at me, and I'm like, man, you better take your little skinny butt on. He's like, I knew you were looking, but I wasn't looking, okay? It wasn't. But I started working out, and I'm curling. And he'd come up, hey, you need me to spot you? You need any help? I'm like, no, dude, I'm good. I'm good. I go over to the bench. I'm over at the bench press. I'm doing my benching. All of a sudden, he steps up. He's like, hey, you want me to spot you? I'm like, no, man, please. Please, I'm good. I got this, okay? I got this. And it's like every time I look around, it's like the next thing you know, I'm on the treadmill. And I'm running. And I'm just doing my little thing. And you know you get on a treadmill. You start playing back and forth. All of a sudden, I hear, I got you. I got you. I'm like, dude, what? 
That's when I'm like, okay, I'm gonna leave the gym now. I'm gonna leave the gym. So I went to the bathroom, and when I got to the bathroom, the black guy was in the bathroom. He was in the stall. He's like, yo, hey, yeah, hey, bro. I'm like, yeah, man, what's up? He's like, dude, I don't have any more toilet paper. Can you help me out? I'm like, yeah. So I went out and got the gay guy. Baby, <laughs> yeah. hey, that's my time. My name is Keith Ellis, guys. Thank you very much for putting up with me and for hanging out with me. I'll bring your host back here, Mr. Lenny Lizard. Say hi to us after you leave, or give us a hug, or, or just, you know, hey, take a photo with us. But a round of applause for uh, Victor Lister. Kind of, you know, yes. Goodbye, Keith. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to give us your email and win four free VIP tickets to a show. You've been a great audience tonight, folks. Before we go, I just want to say one thing. I performed all over the world in front of many people. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you right at the end of a show. I was actually in Barstow, California last weekend, and every time another tour bus pulled up, a different nationality got out. So it was a world tour for me, you know? I mean, no shots, no passports, so it was pretty cheap. But I gotta tell you something, folks. Out of every place in the world that I could think of being tonight, this is the place I'd want to be right here, at the Tempe Center for the Arts. I gotta say, I mean, I've had a lot of audiences and you've been a great audience tonight. You know, you're a top two, let's say that. So I'm going to dedicate this song for you, folks. If I had to be anywhere tonight, this is the place I'd want to be, folks. And if I had to perform for anybody in the world, do you want to know something? Do you? Well, I'm just glad it had to be you. I'm glad it was you. I wandered around, finally found an audience who could make me be true. I'll never be blue. I'll never be sad. I'll always be glad because I'm performing for you. Some audiences I've seen, oh, they could be quite mean. Some are just crossed. So try to be my boss, but that wouldn't do. For nobody else gave me a thrill. We all have faults, but I love you still. It had to be you, wonderful you. I'm glad it was you. I am so glad we're showing you a little dance for you called the Lenny Lizard Sexy Shoulder Dance. Give it up one more time for Jonathan Gregory, Ryan Kohatsu, hey, your headliner, Keith Ellis, everybody. Hey, I gotta finish this song up, so here we go. Some audiences I've seen, man, they could be quite me. Some are just crossed, some try to be that boss, but that wouldn't do. Nobody else gave me a thrill With all your faults, baby, I love you still It had to be you, wonderful you I'm glad it was you I am so glad, folks. My name's Lenny Lizard. Thank you for coming out. Good night. <laughs>